0: Hello oh, and welcome to Films and Swearing, we're the podcast, sorry, we're the movie podcast that records straight out of five Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sullen, and joining me tonight is Mass Movieside UK's Trevor.
1: Hello, straight out of Levan, crazy motherfucking name Stuart.
0: <laughs> and you're listening to episode 133, Foxcatcher. Yes. Dun dun.
1: Awesome sauce. How's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Um uh, just to, uh, again, if any we have any crossover listeners, we are still alive. Um it's just we we can't even get time to record that, that suits us both. Um yeah. so
0: we we are still we are still mass educators to an There's not a divorce and I'm seeing you separately.
1: No, no not at all. Not at all. Unless he hasn't unless he's maybe maybe he said to you and he's not told me. <laughs> um, but I, I still think we're firmly in a, in a, a, a pod marriage that's, uh, that's that's stable. So, <laughs> unless you've heard different, fuck. And <laughs> um, then about that, ah, aye, okay, um, Smith. But, yeah, uh, yes, so we are going to try and get um, something done soon. I think it might be because he's not a fan of the last film that we were going to watch. Um, I don't know, maybe that. I've not spoken to him in ages, actually. We've kind of went a bit dark on each other. So, but I love you, sir.
0: <laughs> if I you're do. listening.
1: I if he is, I don't know. He, yeah, he might be on the other side of the world, just now. I, I honestly don't know. I should maybe just reach out, text him.
0: That could be. I'm just thinking of some sort of romantic comedy situation, so sort of, like Sleepless in Seattle, and he's just I in was... the tower somewhere listening to, like, whatever, and Films and Swearing comes on and he just starts crying.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> maybe
0: you should have just fucking texted me, you prick.
1: I know, maybe I just, maybe should have just sent him some, some of the, the usual kind of really not safe for work stuff that we share with each other, um, on <laughs> Facebook, on the messenger side, but no, I, I do, um, I, I think we're still strong, I'd like to think, where? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, let, let's little, let, not ask enough about me, what was happening with you?
0: Eh, not much, week off at of work. So it's just literally recharging batteries, family time. Have I watched anything interesting? No. No? Nothing. It's like I need to run him and turn on a microphone and tell fuck about
1: it. Jeez, oh. Um, What was the last interesting thing that I... uh... Oh, sorry, have have you watched anything interesting?
0: I I was going to say, I guess, Wrestlemania. That, that sort of took over the weekend, like when the WWE moves to Florida and takes over and you have um, like five nights worth of wrestling to watch.
1: Well, your friend did go there as well, didn't he?
0: Yes, Which I did. Which you think are
1: exceedingly... Exceeding um, Seemed bitter about, I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Envious, envious. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a bit strong. Better was a bit strong. But uh, yeah, you did. Uh, it was, I could just... Envy was just pouring out you yeah, as you were dressed as Garth.
0: Yes, I that that fancy dress party.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna just also just want to fess up that I was extremely ill that weekend and I was a really I was a really bad friend who just disappeared and went to sleep. because um, I felt like hammered shit. Uh, and I was fucking well hacked off because that's kinda of like the one party weekend a year that I have. And I ended up with some kind of stomach bug. Where the next day I felt like—is um, there any kind of film reference I can put in there? Uh, we just felt like really bloated, and mm-hmm. every time I burped, it was really eggy. It tasted like yeah. eggs, it and is
0: not the good kind.
1: No, no, not at all. I'm a fart. What I was least really
0: thinking.
1: <laughs> I just lost your last lesson. I'm so sorry.
0: That's it. I could just hear Stu McPherson turning off his phone.
1: Right, get that prick the fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, to, what, what i've watched recently i have re-watched rogue one oh yes by heck by heck that's a, that's a, a decent solid installment in the franchise it's quite a fun to be film. fair i just it i just came all over myself when watching darth <laughs> vader again i was like oh my god he's so badass that's Oh, she's just so badass. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And just, there was just something so sinister about the Empire this time. They always seem so benign in like 4, 5, and 6 and a bit shit. But yeah. in this, though, they're like, they are not to be uh, taken lightly. Um, mm-hmm. Despite Stormtrooper still not being able to take down a blind man with a stick because he's one of yeah. the force and the forces with him. So, aye. and and the fact the fact that again I'm so unplugged from the internet as well that I missed all the internet backlash about um, Peter Cushing.
0: Oh yeah, aye.
1: So like, what? Why? Why would you backlash something where it looks outstanding? Mm. And it, yet again, it's the sand between the bigger rocks in the jar. Without the spaces where you see him interacting with um the the kind of the main bad guy who's also the guy from Dark Night Rises and. Um, mm-hmm. Haget or something is it I think it is Daggett, sorry He's Daggett um, right. I'm sure he's Daggett He's got that funny way speech. I'll show you how this weapon works And I've also watched Godzilla versus Biolante, But if you ever want to know <laughs> uh, Randomly <laughs> watched that last week Because uh, right. I just went on a bit of a Godzilla tip And um turns out that that's a, a different um, generation of Toho I don't know mm-hmm. if you know about the, the different movements within the... Um, Godzilla, and this is harking back to a, a straight sequel to the the nineteen fifties
0: original. Ah, I, so I was, I would, I am, I would like to know more about Godzilla. I've not looked any further than more or less, a uh, what the series like, counted the movies in the series, looked at the posters, skimmed a couple of trailers. I always have those things like, I would watch a mecha Godzilla film, but then it's like finding it. And the last one I found was like a dot real file. Remember those? I think so. It was like the, the black and blue, navy blue player, and it was maybe dot real or some short abbreviation. And mm-hmm. the dimensions on the picture was like the size of my thumb.
1: <laughs> and I was
0: like, eh no, not. Nah. So aye.
1: Well, I I would highly recommend Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Godzilla. That's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Because that's when he gets all nice in that, and he, he's fighting for the people um, That's a, at that point in time. There's a certain name for that, uh, Time of Toho, um, mm. but this was uh, sort of like late 80s, one that I watched where he's more of a force of nature, um, right. like the atomic bomb that he's meant to represent. We're getting some deep cut film knowledge right here, Stu. That's it. Deep cut film knowledge, um, and we usually just resort to dick and fart jokes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, has got a big Godzilla cock, and by a lot he does a big fart on his co- <laughs> a big Godzilla cock. There you go. <laughs> it lights like he... up. It
0: goes blue, and oh, then what just lightning semen.
1: Oh, what? waves! Yep, just blasts buildings in half. Mm. Godzilla-sized load. <laughs> yep.
0: that's th- that's why just half of Japan still radiated.
1: That's exactly why it's why half of Japan looks like it's in winter.
0: Yeah. Aye. It just looks like a live action studio Ghibli <laughs> film. What are those creatures? Oh, the tie- ah, well, well, that's what happens when fucking Godzilla spunks over oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of a place in Japan right now.
1: Spunks over Taipei. Uh, there we go, I don't know. <laughs> Taipei. Yeah, it
0: went, from, <laughs> it went from Japan to China.
1: Just right now, Fukushima. He's covered Fukushima and <laughs> radioactive jazz. Just when we thought um, we
0: got over. The events to Fukushima. Some giant fucking lizard. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Fukushima, <laughs> and, to,
1: and shoots his Godzilla he got his name side. Back. Yeah, because <laughs> he's shimmed it up. he can see so it. There you go.
0: Tone's a bit even out now.
1: Yeah, that's better. Feel better.
0: now. Let's just like wring uh, the spunk off that cloth and get the spoiler warning. No, Trevor. Yeah. Actually, I consider you a friend. Okay. And my friends call me <laughs> old Eagle or Golden. Eagle. Oh my! Actually, they either, call you go either of those or, would or work.
1: Eagle or just We'd Coach. Coach.
0: One. Ah, you could call me Coach if you want.
1: But yeah. how about just Stuart?
0: <laughs> well, I, oh, you've earned that. I'll let you. I'll let you with that.
1: Okay. Thank you. Okay, no. Golden Eagle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's got to be, like, abbreviated in the episode, like, for who's hosting it. It's just going to be, fucking shirt, golden eagle, Sutherland, um,
1: the ungrateful bald eagle. <laughs> no, no, just Trevor the ungrateful, <laughs> the, un- the ungrateful ward. No, They'll
0: just run the away head off the counter in the second half. That's it, it'll be Trevor, ape, Farley. You're I Trevor just want ape. you.
1: <laughs> you're, ungr- you're just
0: ungrateful ape. I just needed someone to talk to the night.
1: That was it. Go and get your brother. (laughs) Go and get your You don't even have a brothership. Go and get your brother.
0: (laughs) Go wiggle one of your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I don't know if you've listened to any of our last couple podcasts, maybe for the last 10 episodes. We do our spoiler warnings in a way that we muck around with a quote from the film. Okay. Uh, but turn it into like a spoiler warning. Right. So I'm going to play a little spoiler warning music, which is just a random Google the soundtrack. There we go. There's that tone iPhone one likes. Oh, yeah. That's uh, so I've just pulled the keyboard out. I'm going to just play this as well. hmm But that's one of the most Check important it. elements of entering a, a podcast is the feeling of confidence knowing that you're going to win. That feeling inside, and if you get, like, go to a match knowing that you're going to, to spoil this podcast, the odds are that you will spoil this podcast. <laughs> Some rich guy calls you on the phone, I want the great Trevor Farley to come podcast with me. Well, Trevor, I'm a podcaster. I have a deep love of the sport of podcasting, and I want to speak with you about Foxcatcher. About what you hope to achieve, and what do you hope to achieve, Trevor? Spill I, I the hope fuck out of this I, film.
1: I, I, yeah, I hope to spoil the fuck out of this film. I just <laughs> want to achieve greatness. I want to be the. I want to be on the best. Go, eagle.
0: <laughs> That'll do. So, the folk will wonder what the fuck was that all about. Well, that's it, a direct it, quote it, from the film. Aye, you would know that if you'd seen it. If not, that's yeah. probably a good sign that I should probably turn this off and go on to Netflix.
1: Mm. I think so. I just obviously, can kind I of just clarify to the listeners as well, um, Stuart's kind of been like a coach, a mentor, and he, he's kind of like the father that I've never had. Golden Eagle, Stuart Sutherland.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't let us get even into the philanthropy. We'll just hold that <laughs> up for later.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Aye.
0: Foxcatcher from director... Bennett Miller. How do we look at his uh, filmography? He is mm-hmm. the man behind such features as Capote from 2005 and Moneyball from 2011. Moneyball. I have seen that once. And it's sort of like, I, I think I liked the movie, but I know really fuck all about what's going on.
1: Oh, totally. It might have
0: been maybe 2012 I watched it. Yeah. I really can't remember anything other than it's got Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill and
1: uh, it's baseball. Ah Philip Seymour Hoffman's up in the mix as well. Ah. He's in that. He's one of the coaches. I, I watched it again um in the last couple of months and it's it's just such a fascinating subject to be honest, even though like I've got no interest in baseball whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But again, um Jonah Hill and Brad Skiller I think. Yeah. But hey look, we're getting sidetracked.
0: So (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Foxcatcher stars Steve Carell, John DuPont, Shannon Tate as Mark Schultz, uh, Mark Ruffalo as Dave Schultz, Sienna Miller as Nancy Schultz, and Vanessa Redgrave as Jean DuPont. Alright, Trevor, what was your initial reactions uh, when you first saw Foxcatcher?
1: Um upon watching the trailer I was kinda very, very intrigued. I can't remember if it was maybe you that's the you that maybe brought it to my attention. Um, it might possibly have been. Probably
0: was yeah, like one of those occasions where we were you know working. Because um, mm-hmm. I think I'd seen a teaser trailer of it coming out at, like the Cannes Film Festival, and it was more or less just the shots of Steve Carell walking in uh, to the gym holding the gun. And yes, just uh. all these quotes and like, oh, this is this is fucking different. So, I that was usually my job to start spouting that to everyone else. Just, I would, I would think we would appreciate seeing something like this.
1: Mm-hmm. I, oh, definitely. And then I think just the fact of having the cast that it's got was also another hook um, to even just consider it. But then I, th- I think even from that, um, I probably did a wee bit of research on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, holy fuck! I kind of need yeah. to see this now. Um and it just it, it does not disappoint. Um, mm-hmm. uh, watching it, I think this could be maybe two or three times that I've watched this, and this may be the third time. Um, watching it for t- for tonight's recording, and still just absolutely mesmerises me. Absolutely, um, I, I do thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this film when I watch it. Eh? I
0: I'm a, an equal match to that, like. I'd seen like all the the hype coming from Cannes and then it kinda of fades away because that's it. It's usually six months before it, it shows up again anywhere else or if you're able to find it. And this one was sorta of aimed towards Oscar season. So that yeah. ended up amongst like what you'd expect, like the Oscar leaks, all the movies being put online. Um but it wasn't until I think there was an episode of this podcast where Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier had both seen it And more or less doing what we're going to do tonight, spoke about speak, talk throughout the whole film, and breaking it down and just losing their mind over like this film. Oh, totally mesmerizing is probably a good word for it. Yeah, because it is one of those things you could just talk about. It's like, how is that like? And this happened. How is this real? And just getting like caught up in the fucking story. Mm -hmm. It's someone else. It's next level.
1: I'd, I'd kind of. I was talking to someone today about it, just saying that um, that I was recording a podcast and um, and I sort of I, I gave out just like obviously spoiler alert, you know that um, that someone dies and they looked at me kind of going what? And I was like, aye, aye. And I was like, Is this based on a true story? I'm like, yes. Have you not heard of like the Dupont brand before? And I think it was even just a, b- because it's so incredulous that's what makes this film just so mesmerising. Um, mm-hmm. the, the thought of w- where it goes to, the, like the highs of it to then go to such a a massive kind of kick in the, the stomach ending, really. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, if it was a fictional, I, I don't think this would have half the impact if it was just, just a, a, a fiction film, to be honest. That's it. It's
0: these types of films where you you could only get away with it because it was, like, based around true events or inspired by true events. Yeah. Like, it could go out on a bleak tone because it was based on fact. Yeah. Like, people, I don't know what film it was recently, but when maybe it's was watching Patriot's Day or Deepwater Horizon and they just have like this, just cut end, and and you're sort of thought, ah, oh, wait, is that it? And like, well, aye, the people are still alive today and are continuing to do what they do. So there's yeah. not really like a tie a bow on it. That's the story, all done, all the loose mm-hmm. ends. No, like life goes on after that. That's just that story come to a conclusion. Yeah,
1: well, I suppose with this, it's just got such a even with a. The... But how strange his behaviour is! You still don't see that coming, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what makes it so powerful. To be honest with you, but then it just kind of highlights the fact that of um, the the plight of affluenza, you know, um, as they call it, like people that are so rich they've got no idea of mm-hmm. kind of the consequences of what they do. It's like that that young kid that got off with, um, I think, um, mowing down three people and killing a couple over in Texas um, right. and he got he got off of that um, because he had no idea of the consequences because of affluenza, as they call it. So, mm. listeners, go and have a wee uh, Google on affluenza um, <laughs> and it's it literally is like a rich people's disease where there's no consequences and just kind of goes to show that money can, can buy you freedom because I think all he got was parole um, and he was free to walk the streets after that. Maybe he didn't get a driving ban, but Honestly, it's, uh, there you go, it's like, that's kind of, this is affluenza the movie, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. who, who says no to John Dupont through the entire film? <laughs> uh, nobody, you know what I mean?
0: Yep. And if you show um, any sign of hesitation, you are replaced.
1: Yes, post-haste. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, again, you can sort of see that coming through um, every single time that he keeps on asking um, Mark about Dave. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Wednesday, when the fun's running, like, mmm, So.
0: <laughs> right, obviously, with the spoiler warning, we heard there was like the summer anarchies, the, like the open credits of the film where we get to see, I think it has to be like real home movies, like the old home oh, movie oh, footage of the man and the horse's eye. Like, i if like if that was setting the tone of the film. God, this is. Now, it was on for about. Well, over two hours, it was about two hours, 15 minutes, so. Yeah. You'd cry at a slow burning film, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, totally. Like, um you've, you've kind of got more to wrap up the tension, but aye. nothing really kind of prepares you for. um <laughs> That absolute. Just, I don't know where it ended.
0: The at the end.
1: Yeah, totally. Mm
0: hmm. But, it's when you get to see, like, Mark Ups doing his thing to begin with, like, doing like, the wee school talks, mm. next thing, like, it's basically highlighting that the life of a good man is as as you would expect.
1: Not in the slightest, no, I mean, um, you, <laughs> I just kind of got there, That was just so heartbreaking. You know, it's watching hard. him kind of do what he's doing, He there's not a smile on his face.
0: Um, burger in the car. Mm-hmm. Super noodles for tea.
1: On his own at a table, you know. Okay. I'm not saying a single thing, but he's got that the, the pride of his medal, you know, it's just like goes straight back in the box, back in the shelf, back with with these other trophies. But mm-hmm. it's also the, the fact of like he's, you know, talking to these kids trying to be motivational, and it's like oh. he's shown a he's shown a dog a card trick. They're just like, alright. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and then you've got additional kick in the knackers where
0: oh, they're a um, the check.
1: Was checks was that making it to Dave Schultz? No, it's not no, no, it's Mark. Oh, I thought we were getting even. Just like so that, that, really, that sort
0: of sets the tone, is not it? Where it's like, oh, I thought we were getting the good one. Aye, like, I aye, like both are like gold medal winners.
1: But he, his brother kind of seems to even in watching the actual documentary footage of his brother, mm-hmm. he's just got this absolute spark and magnetism about him. Um Mark doesn't seem to have. Although he's got the, the talent and the ability. It appears on the map, he's kind of lacking everywhere else. Mm. And I think he's more than aware of that, and that becomes really apparent that he's very much in his brother's shadow, even just from the fact of, oh, I thought we were having your brother, and he's your $20. No.
0: So it's
1: like, fuck. Um, but it seems just a massive, just absolute, like, boot in the techers.
0: <laughs> um, I cut to, like, a bit later when you finally see, like, the... When Mark Ruffalo comes into it and they're in mm-hmm. the gym. Like, you see, they, they kind of have, like, this wire belt. Like, this sort of wrestler's walk where it's, like, a slight yeah. stagger. And, like, the hold, the, the arms, sort of, like, the T-Rex, sort of, arms going on. It's just, I think, it like gives you a, sort of, like, a primal, like, when they start wrestling, when they start going for the the, the holds. Like, it's sort of, like, apes fighting, as a way? Almost...
1: I, no, no, no. you're right, they, they, they do have a certain, like their gait is very, very unique, like they've kind of got like a dropped shoulder, or I noticed that Dave Schultz mm-hmm. kind of has that kind of dropped shoulder, sort of, uh-huh. as if like it was, What we was watching Planet 8, Andy Serkis has just done the Dave Schultz bit, but in, a, <laughs> in like a morph suit, um, mm-hmm. but there, there, there totally is that, but then, um, it, it's almost kind of like a metaphor for Wrestling's kind of like a, or the film's kind of like a metaphor for the act of wrestling as well. Because if you watch them, it's always, it's very sort of slow and controlled to start with. And then it's just these kind of like a flashpoint of like, you know, somebody's going to whip someone else over or kind of get them into a hole kind of thing. Um, which I think contrasts um, paradigm with each other or a parallel, sorry, to um, what's going on in the film. You know, yeah,
0: and even, so, like, Mark, so, again, kind of has that built aggression, like, where they start from, and then he eventually just fucking, does he catch Mark, catch Dave with, like, his head, more or less, he's I left see. with, like, a bloody nose, or...
1: Well, then I think it, it definitely, no, no, he definitely blows his nose, because he wipes on his t-shirt, and he kind of snots it out as well, but that's, yeah. that's kind of like a bit of a fuck you, big brother, really, um, because uh, he's kind of, aye, that's pretty, there's your $20, your dick. Um, have that you? So that's. But I'm saying he just seems like such a troubled soul. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think even like, sub- right,
0: mm-hmm. like right after that, he was having his cheekbones?
1: I think that's to maybe make his bruise look worse. I don't know. I was thinking maybe thinking. Um, does that make his his cheek look a bit better? Um, if he, if he gets asked, or oh, I was wrestling.
0: Um, you know, uh, if he really got to
1: go into another talk, uh, that's that. That's the impression right. that I got from it. Anyway. All uh,
0: right. No, I, I've never thought of that. I've thought that built-in sort of frustration and intensity where he's that he fucking hates himself that much and then just sort of just like I'm hammering his face just not, in a, not in a way to feel something but just in a sense of like you're you're not you're not better you know than enough. your brother
1: no I, th- I, I you know what I, I think you've nailed it of this week I was maybe looking at it from another angle but that's mm-hmm. I would say that completely falls in line with how he feels about his brother as much as he loves him He's Aye. always like you know, you know, you will them. it's such a strange relationship that they've got is that you know, like Mark wants to to father him in a way and oh, wants him to be kinda of, kind of be independent and be very there's such a facilitator to mm. And it's like uh so, no Dave as a Mark, sorry. But yeah, then Mark's yeah. kinda of always looking for approval, um mm. you know, which is why I lapsed onto John DePont so quickly.
0: Aye, as because is it not like in the next scene that he gets the phone call from like, the, the Fox Cutter Farm? Um, if he could miss mm-hmm. message of training, and. And he, well, he more or less talks around, isn't it? And you get that shot woman, in the chopper, the next day, mm-hmm. and it's, it's very secure his security is at the time, and he's just feeding him this bullshit. saying, Oh, yeah, I, John was going to fly him in himself, but the police needed him for tactical support. <laughs> Who's this guy that's fucking calling me I'm on a first-class flight. He, he would have flew the chorry, He's for to the police. Is it fucking Schwarzenegger sitting at the other side of this table? <laughs> no.
1: No, it's a man with um, a bit of a pot belly and because, Yeah, a, a very strange gait as well. Mm, I
0: so. would say if you, if you tin the hair off him, he is Groove from Despicable Me, which is...
1: oh. The- I- <laughs> Quite ironic that scene as he voiced, them, I suppose he eh? um, exactly.
0: But he just I'll, adopts I'll... three girls.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no! A billionaire with no sense of consequence adopts three girls. I'll stop you there. Right? <laughs> I'm not Fox Andy. Oh, uh, it's, it's going oh. <laughs> to be they're going to be they're going to be catching someone else. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You've totally <laughs> thrown me off for that, Steve, <laughs> Shit! That's horrendous. Uh, I've been podcasting in so long; I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready. <laughs> the sly pedo joke um, was not ready for that. What, what's, uh, what's your next notes?
0: Uh, what did you oh. think of Steve Carell's performance in it? Absolutely like behind the prosthetics.
1: Absolutely mind blowing, mind-blowingly good. Uh, a few. Because I bet the first thing you would have done is you watch Foxcatcher and then you go on YouTube and look for actual, like, documents yep. of it that you'd never even mm-hmm. knew existed um, mm-hmm. until you watched Foxcatcher. And then you see how kind of similar he is uh, oh. to, like, John DuPont in real life. I thought he'd,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he'd... Although he's a bit fatter than him, um, the the oh, nail... It's just... like...
0: I feel this, this story is definitely tell over like a long time scale because it's definitely when they have that first meeting he does look a wee bit husky and he's yeah, sitting there but by the end of it he's like a ghost like he's getting rake thin but they never put a, a, like a timestamp on it other than like the wrestling matches because like that think... tells you when it happens but he does definitely thin out as the film goes on.
1: I know I never even noticed that because I couldn't never ever sort of took my eyes off of his face mm. so just the, the the like the prosthetic kind of teeth that he's got and the nose those mm. he's just got he's got his shifty eyes down to a t as well
0: and I, it's always like a real faint expression where you can't if you're thinking if he's really tuned in or not or if he, I, he's like, taking it in or listening to you
1: I, it's like he's always in another room it's just mm. like i'm, I'm here but I'm I'm probably not. I'm thinking about someone else, or you know, it's just he's, he's just got this brilliant kind of vacancy about him, and uh, and
0: aye, the, that nailed it there.
1: it's uh, he's he, aye, there's just like the lights are on but nobody's home. To coin an old phrase, Um but again, it, it just goes to show he's so detached from reality, living in this bubble that his mum's mm-hmm. created for him. Um aye. And it's just, uh, it, it, it's flesh crawlingly good. Um, the the fact that he's managed to get it, and if you look at the documentary footage, he's got the eyes down, and I, I just couldn't mm-hmm. take my. It sounds so stupid, but I couldn't take my face off his face, or I can't take my eyes off his face, where he's he's beady eyes and that massive conk, and the mm-hmm. fact that he, they've done his teeth and stuff that I never even noticed that he'd sort of changed shape. Um uh, And I mentioned it Now when I think about it When you see him sort of sat And he's a bit He is a bit like a beached whale But then he goes and he He does his I'm doing air quotes here He, he goes and wrestles Um oh, And you can just talk, You can't aye. There's a total difference In his his body shape right?
0: I mean Steve Carell before this Was like More or less just I, I would just going to say The funny man But Other than Like nine seasons of the office Mm -hmm. um 40
1: year old virgin 40
0: year old virgin and like exactly like he is i love it when you get to see like a like somebody stretching their legs acting wise
1: yeah because he kind of did
0: whatever he does like fuck it evan almighty's watchable jesus like I, I, I have definitely got a soft spot for Steve Carell. Like if he's in yeah. some ah, fuck, it, I'll watch it at least once. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he's, he's fucking Michael Scott for the Office. Like you cannot help but love him. Like even when he's oh, prison totally. Mike.
1: Oh, definitely. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, um, he was. He made. I actually preferred the American Office to the British one, to be fair, because of Steve Carell. And mm-hmm. you know, if you think about like who we're watching here, right? We are watching the Incredible Hulk. We're watching uh, Green Lantern from Lego, the, the Lego movie, and we're also watching uh, Brick Tamland from mm. fucking Anchorman here. And he just his acting chops are so are just outstandingly good. Um Aye. you know, to take on like such a big character like that. He does it with a plum. It's just it's just so it just seems so natural. It's it's terrifying how how much of a chameleon Steve Carell is at times. Mm-hmm. Even though, like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mistake him. You, you know what Steve Carell, but um, he's he just away his entire performance just makes you forget about the forty year old virgin, Evan Almighty. Aye. Um, you know, little fair enough. maybe not his first sort of turn at like serious drama because I think he did like Little Miss Sunshine before this as well. Ah, right enough, um, definitely. So, but just he's, I mean, I can even not, we're not even touching um. The Chantates, I mean Christ,
0: Aye, he was a fucking definitely.
1: poster boy. And look at the look at the chops he's got in this, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just that. I, I don't know how he does it, but that kind of like that loneliness, the, the competitiveness with his brother, um, all through like prosthetic nose and ears, and he's he's of the way he sets his jaw.
0: I. It's just it does look um, like a fucking animal about to fucking attack somebody, like just how the jaw drops.
1: Aye, um, you, you sort of see him. I think I don't know if it's an underbite or an overbite, but I don't know how he's managed. Mm-hmm. He's pushing his jaw forward, and you know, like they're stuck on a, they're stuck on nose on him to get rid of his pretty boy looks, and they are given him a couple of cauliflower ears. But if yeah. you think about Channing Tatum, was in, like, was he not in like a fucking um dance so or some shit or um
0: aye something like step up. Or they
1: that's that's
0: like one of those films where like he was he was more or less just eye candy like Aye. I'd imagine I fucking could
1: imagine
0: just Exactly. You know.
1: So let me just um let me just double check here. I'm just I'm on I'm on his Wikipedia page, boy he's a handsome Dan. And um, when he's not got that prosthetic uh Right, if you have a look right, we'll have a wee look at um just a, a quick brief view of, right so two thousand and five um he was in Coach Carter um right. he was in he was in War of the Worlds uncredited um yeah yeah so She's the Man two thousand and six Step Up mm. to the st- mm. step up two thousand and six and Tyler Gage
0: sh- Oh yeah. that's what you gotta call it the street call.
1: Oh no no uh, step up two go to the streets you're gonna rack it. like piss off.
0: Right anyway um
1: And then, well, like G.I. Joe, Dear John, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Um, Then what we got here, The Vow, Turn It On, Jump Street, Magic Mike. Um, You know, Don John. He did Lego Movie before Foxcatcher. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, aye. aye. So look, he's got some absolutely horrendous movies going on, and then he just he fucking rocks out um, Foxcatcher. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like what in the fuck?
0: That's it. Sometimes you, you, think, you think they must want to test themselves just to see if they've got it in them. And Aye. Like, the, the, no one's performance is flawed in this film at all. If, well, oh. okay, Sienna Miller's a bit, like, barely in it. And that's Dave's wife, Nancy Schultz. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you're not so a not a but, the bit of a plain Jane. Doesn't really stand out? Like, I, I think I never knew a CL, like Sienna Miller until I was researching the podcast. I was like, wait, that's that's a Kent Nim.
1: Aye, she's like the really, really sexy girl from like, um, layer Cake. And she's ah, just, right. she's sort of, oh, she was like the proper eye candy in Layer Cake. And then mm-hmm. she's just been sort of dowdy down for this. But yeah. that's the, that's the whole point though, I think, with that one, too. So if you, um, you've got the whole, where like she was, she knew what she was getting into when she married him from watching this documentary, um, and it's like she knew it was she was going to play a supporting role to to Dave Schultz being the wrestler, um, right. and that's kind of the the role that she she kind of she was more than happy doing, being the mum of his kids and you know being a wrestler support or a wrestler's wife, you know in a yeah. in a sport that was completely. Uh, like ugh, that's unrewarded shall we say mm-hmm. uh, in the states and I think she that's kind of maybe why
0: um mm-hmm.
1: she seems like such a, a non-entity in the film mm-hmm. so
0: and that was more or less uh, like John's pitch when he called mark out somehow like talking about how the soviets um look after their mm-hmm. their wrestlers and he was more or less one to do the same thing for America, and he he more or less kind of puts Mark under, like, a spell and sends him back to Dave to try and convince him to move the foxcatcher. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's that excited, like, he's sort of paraphrasing the speech to him. He's like, we're making America great again, we've got to do this... (laughs) and he he said about money and i don't know what to say so i just said twenty five thousand. and he said yeah sure And he's like that was the highest number i could think of and (laughs) and i said we would go and i was like you need to calm down like i've got a family and Mm -hmm. he explains the whole thing he doesn't want his children to go through the same thing that he did yeah they were moving from town to town and there were no decent upbringing and Mm -hmm. he was like right i've settled my children i've like I need to think more than just myself here. Yeah. And it's, it's, you could just see how hurt, like, fucking Mark is. Like, no. Oh, God, right. But John's doing this and everything's great. I just come with me and. Mm. These are gold no one keep... Exactly. I think you could be a father figure, come on.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> can be the father figure I've always wanted just making me like bump coke. Oh Um But it's like you, you can sort of see that like I think maybe I brought that up earlier, but it's the whole kind of he is he's almost like a dog waiting for like the good boy pat on the head, you know, like waiting for that approval Definitely. from his brother. And then as soon mm. as he gets it, you know, he and it's it's a genuine thing that um, Dave
0: it's the is
1: most animated different. you've seen like see of them that far mm. aye totally and it just it, his enthusiasm for it and it's kind of it's, it's such a sweet sort of scene because um, as much as like Dave kind of knows that he's not really got to cut the apron strings but it's kind of like, look this is your chance
0: mm. you can
1: have I've, I've got my lot in life I'm, I'm happy with what I've got um, I want to be happy for you didn't he feel you know I want you to go and do this for yourself kind of thing and I think maybe Mark picks it up the wrong way, that he's kind of getting getting pushed away, whereas Aye. Dave's kind of letting him go and, and letting him grow as a person, and I don't think Mark sees it like that. It's more of a, well, Mark, okay. But then Mark is almost it is kind of like a pawn to get Dave in, really, because as you know, that Aye. like John's kind of at him sort of quite a lot of times through the film um, asking about when Dave's coming. So it's a bit of a shame for Mark, really. You know, um, he gets used upon and then he's he's kind of eff- effectively you know, he's the architect of his brother's demise at the end of it. Definitely. So, poor bastard.
0: <laughs> um, i trying to think when he first goes back this is when you start getting to see the first like when Mark returns to the farm and mm. you start seeing that like we get the hints of the weird nature behind John like when I don't know, it's like Mark's getting briefed by one of the security guys, and John walks into the room, and he, he seems like he's kind of like an introvert; like he doesn't want to interact. But he mentions that he says, "Oh yes, they have excellent beds," and ah. they just leave it at that. And there's like, "There's no talking." It's like, "What? Well, hey, what? How are we gonna fix America? Get supporting and none of that." It just and. It is. It's just the image of how Charantale kind of whips around on the couch. Just like, Hiya, John. How's it going? I'm here. I'm ready to move in. And it's like, he yeah. have nice beds and leaves. And then, it's not until, like, he shows up in the middle of the night in a tuxedo, like, with field glasses for him and a book on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's mm. like a real... Not like a split personality or like a bipolar thing. It kind of gives you the impression of, like, he is really, like... Like, sometimes they're on the same wave wavelength, but hours apart.
1: Yeah, like, aye. Uh, again, I... Mark's
0: that excited at the start, and if John showed up with fucking glasses and a book for them, they could have been all giddy together, but he was just somebody else when he shows up.
1: Aye, I just kind of like constantly blown hot and cold with him. But it's kind of very, very typical um, sort of behaviour, I suppose, of like somebody who's... You know, not wanted for anything in their entire life. Is that there's there's no appreciation um, Mm -hmm. for for what he's got in front of him. He was a a toy that he had a great interest in at the start, and it's like almost like he's losing interest in him. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's kind of got this. Oh, I didn't want to play with that toy today. I'm going to go and play with this other toy that I've got. I'm going to come back to him though, and it's like oh. And then when he does, he kind of comes back. He's like oh brilliant, you know. um, So that's (laughs) definitely regret.
0: It's like ah fuck aye. Uh, oh, maybe I'll not even
1: <laughs> no no not even not even so much as like like um buyer's remorse but just as in like That's well it. I've got all these toys to play with and you know I'll go and play with that toy one day and then I'll come back and maybe play with that one another. Um mm-hmm. and it's actually it's a human being, you know? As opposed to just ah, yeah, a, a little a little side project that you've got because you've you've taken a shine of a sport that'll piss your mum off. Mm hmm so
0: or it, it could be a fucking tank that you ordered but have a like a bairn's temper because it's missing the mounted gun
1: yes exactly exactly <laughs> uh, I have a just,
0: <laughs> like he's talking to the army as well like these are like <laughs> and the guy's like if you could just sign here and he just fucking slaps the clipboard out of his hand and walks away <laughs> and they they guess that like, i guess we just have to pack up and take it back
1: <laughs> aye, but then they also, but then he's got like a fifty cow sat in his office later on in the film. It's like what?
0: Aye, right now he's like, shall we go mount it? He's like, yep, aye, sure. No <laughs> bother, yeah, I'm not really bothered about it now.
1: Aye, and you just know that he, he will go out and fire that at something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just fucking so wiping
0: out the forest mm. or his mum's horses.
1: Oh Christ! Well, I, I, <laughs> but, well, it seems that like fucking human life is even. He has even less worth than a, than a horse's one in this mm. film, it would be fair. So I'd probably just mow down the remaining members of Team Foxcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, now, the part when you actually do... Wait, when Dave is first introduced to John, it's like after the first tournament. Yeah. Actually, during the tournament, now obviously, Mark's wrestling but Dave's down there doing the coaching, and it's you know, sort of mm. like John's just in the stands watching him. Yeah. So sort of like, the prize fighter that's eluded his grasp. Hmm. <laughs> mm. And it, it's... I mean, it does get slightly awkward when he brings John up to his room, and like he's wrestling a bit with the kids, getting them changed for their beds, and they're not really interested that he's there. And right away, John just senses it and just leaves the room. And like Mark's getting all fucking angsty. It's like, do you know who that is? Do you know his family? Yeah. And he's like, come on, Mark, we said hi. And even the kids are like, he said hi, Mark. I don't know. And they're just all but taking the piss at him.
1: It's that kind of thing where, is it, you know, has, like, John DuPont seen the fact of, like, how a normal kind of working class family interacts that kind of freaks him out? Or is it, you know, like, but I'm John DuPont, I should be the centre of attention. and sh- you should have gotten up in uh, and- yeah, and you should have got up and sh- shook my hand. Um, and that's kind of what you get from, definitely from Mark, where it's like, what well, he couldn't even get up and shake his hand, or he couldn't even get up. You know, that's John DuPont
0: Aye.
1: Um, so it's almost like he's a vessel for, um, John's ego as such, because he's kind of got him on such a such a a, a pedestal, for it. Like, right? yeah.
0: Because that's a, more or less the outside of the bubble at this point. Mm. Like he's not surrounded by his staff. Like, they're surrounded by real people. Yeah. They just kind of sort of dismiss him as, like, who's the weird boy with the big beak?
1: (laughs) Why? Because he's he's no longer at, um, like, the Dupont Ranch, where he's in control Mm -hmm. of every single thing that goes on.
0: That's it. Cut back to, like, the farm, and when it's, like, the first night's a celebration, and it's him, all the wrestlers, having a few drinks, are clearing out the trophy cabinets. He's talking, but he's... not got his affection like the same affection as his mother for horse flesh, um, and <laughs> just talking, <laughs> and he wipes at the cow and it puts in the meadow, and they're all just in a band. And then like the cringe worthy moment where fucking John tries to tackle oh, one of the boys, Jesus.
1: yeah, oh, um, and <laughs> the guy's
0: looking around like what? Dude, I, I've had a drop boy all my Like this is John shit. Um, okay, and he just like <laughs> kind of falls over, and John like he yeah, acts it, he hangs. He's in the same like he's one of the lads. He's in like a fraternity now almost.
1: I like he's and not like, had to buy his friends like he's had before.
0: Exactly like he's the coach. Like by by that rule alone, you need to be better than the rest of them. And ah uh, fuck, I'll start pissing. I'll tackle the boys, and they better right. fucking fall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I like they. They kind of know it's like right. I think we better we better take a dive here. Um, exactly because yeah again the. the they, they were just there for the money, you know, and what he could give them as opposed to being there for for John the person who probably doesn't right. really exist, to be fair. Because um, if you also, I mean, looking at what happens there. I mean, any other probably kind of film when it was like like rebelling against uh, like their parents and whatnot, they would have just scooped the trophies off and let them hit the deck and whatnot, but no... They were proper respectful with the trophies got taken off and, um, you no, know, nothing was clattered down and everything was just put kind of in yeah. its place. And but then that's maybe where, you know, then they have that wee eruption of like the, the they get wrestle tastic. Um, i you know, have a bit, but, um, man love going on. Um, as Aye, opposed to just like, ho-
0: there is almost like sort of a homoerotic theme at times, like not in the sense that it's wrestling but there is time, plenty of times where like they're, I don't know, where they're holding each other but not when it's like Mark and Dave because at times well that's it it's sort of like a a sibling thing where it's sort of like yeah. Dave sheltering Mark but mm. it's just like cut to when like they're sitting on the porch doing coke and shaving each other's hair and oh, Mark's in his boxers I like, aye,
1: there's something really, really unsettling about that. Like, he,
0: um, he kind of much becomes like his pet.
1: Oh, aye,
0: yeah. Aye, just like sort of like a servant at times. But it's
1: kind of, it's kind of like he's just proper broken him, broken. He's sort of the, that kind of um, that spirit that he's got, and you know, he's, he's become mm. so detached from March. Becomes so detached from Dave at that point. You know, like Dave's having aye. Dave's having to chase him up to speak to him. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, I'm having a break just now. And obviously that's after like they start doing like lines of coke in the helicopter. Um
0: Oh that fucking scene. Oh what the what's it, the, the oh, fucking philadelist or philanthropist <laughs> Like that, that scene is fucking mad. I'll like every time that scene is on like for the times I've seen it, I always fucking pay attention to that scene and like right enough like he, he pulls it. Because it's, like, the first time they whip out drugs in the film. Yeah, yeah. And, like, where John's at a fucking stage where, like, he doesn't care that he's fucking feeding drugs to, like, his, his prize fighter. Yeah. And <laughs> he's sitting feeding them his lines and they're just, it's just, sort of, like, the manic thing where they're, they're just on repeat is it's a broken record saying the same three things and they're looking at each other, and John's laughing like he's like I I, I love the kin if it is ad libbed where they fucking fixed a script where the just cameras rolling on m ah. two just trying to break each other like <laughs> just keep like just, keep going fuck it fuck it keep saying it like philanthis orthologist philanthropist like over and over <laughs> it's like who's gonna laugh first and Aye. you can see fucking sort of Carelli's face really lighting up and oh totally. Then totally. It just, And it's when he gets there, and it's just this weird moment. It's like, hey, have you ever met an Olympic gold medalist? (laughs) Like, he he was like a trophy wife. He was brought there just so he could show him off to everyone.
1: Aye, and then you're going to, because I've been so good to you, Mark, you can go up on stage and and say these words that I've written about myself. Uh, And that's kind of where it brings it, oh, he's like the father I've never had, and he's uh, like the the golden eagle. (laughs) And it exactly. just it just sounds so clunky and and just like oh man like proper cringy. Um, but again, it kind of that sort of that's the sort of beginning of whether or not like the end of that kind of uh, friendship or relationship as such because mm-hmm. that's where I, I know the bit the bit where like he's sort of shaving his hair and then he oh, sort of kneels in front of him and like he, he's almost like a a, a a puppy that wants attention and. John's mm. happy at that, almost kind of knowing that he's effectively got his claws in him, you know. Aye. and it's that—that's when he sort of says, you know, like, um, I never really had any friends. My mom had to pay somebody when I was younger.
0: Aye, like scenes like that are fucking heartbreaking.
1: Oh, oh god, his like, mom's like,
0: <laughs> like, because what was it? It was something like the maid or the the fucking driver their sixteen-year-old son. And it was his only friend, and then realised the fucking lord he was getting a paycheck for it.
1: I know, fucking horrendous, man. How fucking heartbreaking must that be? Because I'm, a guarantee you that would be real, like, oh,
0: like aye,
1: no, that, that, that's not fucking dramatised. That's that's happened, yeah. You know?
0: And cut to like basically the Eagles' first fight, like in a a fucking oh. tournament he funded, in over fifties category fucking yeah. basically pinning Ricky the Dragon Steamboat.
1: <laughs> was, that, was that really him? Or was that not Ricky? it
0: did look like, uh, it just looked like an old Asian with a fine head of silver hair. And then... But, I mean, Jesus, just when he pinned him and you get that payoff like there's the we exchange of hands and the envelope being pushed in his hand as he's leaving. I know. But, like... Did John know? Like, did he can Did he buy that victory, or was it it all just set up around him? And he just went in and said, like, "Christ, I won!" Yes.
1: I, I'd, that's a, that's a cracking question. I, I part of me wants to say that I think it would be better if, like, John knew what was going to happen, um, and he, he 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 organized it so that the guy would get paid off. And obviously, he's he's above. Um, such a low thing as handing over an envelope of money, so he would have had someone else do it for him. I think mm-hmm. so. I think I, he was he was more than aware that he was going to win. In the,
0: in the next scene, like is he you know just like showing the medal to his mum?
1: Oh, she's,
0: she's like this says Eagle on it, John.
1: I John Eagle <laughs> Dupont. <laughs>
0: And it's like, yes, I, I won this. Is it a bit, a tournament you funded, I'd imagine. It's like, oh, she kins, she kins his games.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, that's, an, and if you think about it as well, it, it goes back to, you know, like, you've got to be confident, you've got to walk in there knowing that you're going to win. So obviously Aye. if he's paid the guy off, and he's aware that he's paid the guy off, he knows he's going to win. So he's kind of, he's kind he shows his hand there early and it just sort of ties up nicely with uh, with what he'd said earlier in the film. But now that you've brought up the conversation with the mother, Jesus, that's um that's kind of the the big turning point for mm. um how bad how bad it gets. Like almost like the beginning and the end. Um, Definitely. That's just it's so un- she's just so cutting and just so aloof about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think no one. She was. sort of she crying? at? like wrestling's a low. Sport. It's like oh,
1: it's a low sport. Yeah, it's a it's a low mm-hmm. sport. Um, I'm gonna give
0: away your train set.
1: I know. I don't. I, I don't care about my train set, mother. Um, but it's just you, she just knows. Um, it's her flesh and blood. She's gonna know what to say. I kind of constantly keep him on the back foot, and she does it mm-hmm. sublimely here, and it's it's fucking. Awful watching that, that oh, seeing that she can dismantle what he's built over I don't know, like years, possibly a couple of years. Because I think um, mm-hmm. it obviously um, Mark talks about his win at eighty. It wasn't salt. It was what was that? Um, the Los Angeles Olympics, which were eighty-two. It was early eighty-two, and then it was solely eighty-eight. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was it no? Early eighty-four. Sorry, it would have been then. Um and he sort of well, shit where's I going with this so uh, um, wait a minute
0: oh, there is to- some years but aye
1: oh was, aye so there is obviously like that amount of time is completely dismantled in what's maybe a five minute conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you think about it and it just shows you that that horrible control that she's got over him that seems to mean nothing to her but as you know he's constantly seems to be seeking her approval
0: aye And it leads to like the the fucking backlash and like the next scene where he shows up at more or less the fucking clubhouse. Mm -hmm. The guys are drinking beer, watching UFC, and he he just fucking scalps Mark. Aye, that's a
1: fucking hefty scalp. I think that, I don't know if that's maybe uh, for reals. Um,
0: Aye.
1: But it's just, aye, you can sort of just see the, he's bristling kind of with frustration. You know he can't take mm-hmm. out on his mum, so he's going to take out on his pet gorilla. So
0: that's how he just goes in and basically says he wants Dave.
1: Ah. well I don't even know why I bringing you here. Mm. I want Dave. Just like and yeah, again, it it's just that obviously would set Mark off because he's constantly been trying to escape his brother's shadow, and aye, he, and
0: the, the person has so. been actually giving him approval. Aye. it's just oh, the fucking aye. That that relationship shattered, mm-hmm. and it's just it shows that the fact that you didn't want him. It's always been about Dave.
1: Aye, yes, that that has. Um, because I, again, I we've kind of we've, we've maybe skipped over, or we missed that bit where like he walks in with the gun, but you the, the, the weirdness kind of starts, and you can call me Coach Eagle, Golden Eagle. Um, he does that weird video. Um. Oh no, mm. no, maybe the video comes later But then he just walks into the gym with does. a gun And like, oh, I've got like 380-something days to the Olympics And he fucking like, find wow Because what I find I, And it's almost, that kind of comes as a result of Like the wrestlers running past him When he's at the shooting range with the cops
0: And it's mm.
1: a, he has kind of a very strange reaction to that where it's almost, does he look at them as being low and they shouldn't be speaking to him when he's with his cop friends?
0: Aye, because they, it was like them going past and it's almost like, I was going to say fraternity again, it's like the lads going past, shouting over to you and, and he's switched, he's no, like, on that high anymore when they're having the drink, having the wrestle mm-hmm. in the room, like, he's professional now. And even though like his intentions in going in there was just sort of like, Right guys, go on. Like let's knuckle doing, but just fucking I'll fire a gun at the ceiling <laughs> Like that was that shot was in all the trailers and you just think fuck what happens? I like, can somebody dies in this film was like he walks into a gym with a fucking pistol in his hand and all right. it's such it's sort of like it's it's cut short or well no it, it just highlights how fucking slightly deranged this boy is becoming.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. And you've kind of, I think maybe after that as well, kind of like Dave Dave turns up in a helicopter um, Mm -hmm. and it must have been a rather handsome sum of money, um, which would have been no drop in the ocean to the DuPonts, no doubt, um, from a turn Mm -hmm. up. Um, When you've also got the, where like John's trying to be the coach, you know, like like Dave sort of sat watching him, and and like his mum gets wheeled in as well. Oh, god! How It's just shame. oh what? It's like unreal. And,
0: and it's when like he gets in and he he I, as you said, he's doing the teaching, and then he just like just lies on the ground and lets the guy get on top of him, and his mum can't bear to watch it.
1: Aye. <laughs>
0: and the whole time he's just looking at her, and as soon as she leaves, he's like, right, okay.
1: Getting
0: pairs and do it. Aye. Actually, coming away for the film for a moment. Mm-hmm. I've always there's always a small part of me that really wants to buy a foxcatcher t shirt, but it just doesn't seem right. I, I like, you know, like movie memorabilia, you could buy mm-hmm. a t shirt on anything nowadays. But there's stores on Amazon that sell like replica foxcatcher t shirts, like what the guys are wearing in the gym, the hoodies, things like that. Aye.
1: There's nothing wrong with that at all. I was shopping for one last night, but I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I shit you know. I'm I'm just I'm so I'm rather surprised that you came out with that. But um, I would have to have the champion one. The, the the champion ones are look amazing because like the it's got quite a large logo on it. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you can buy them from Japan, um, and I think they're around about eighty quid, for um for him. like a proper champion one.
0: Aye. Uh-huh. I, again, I I was feeling like what, like when somebody looks at like i think in the film, or would you think of what happened? And in the sense, like, would the more known equivalent be like walking around with like an OG shirt? Oh
1: <laughs> um, like,
0: well, no! I mean, I'd, I'd I'd feel that kind of awkwardness about wearing that sort of thing. Like that—that's a bit weird. What's this? The juice?
1: Oh no, no! Not at all. I don't. I would. I wouldn't have <laughs> any qualms about wearing that. That's like what have you? That's you're...
0: my only. I've had it on like the wish list for a while on Amazon. There's something like a twelve pounds, just like the navy blue with the yellow text and the fox yeah. symbol jumping across. Like shit, I just want to buy one of those. Just buy but it. I just like <laughs> there's part of me like, but what? What that man did? I can't forgive him. It's like John's not getting the money for the t-shirt. <laughs> I have these mental arguments with myself and then I just decide now I'll just leave it on the wish list maybe I'll get it for Christmas one year.
1: Oh man, you should just like take sponge. <laughs> Look, we get we get paid we're we're pretty much paid now to um I think <laughs> the money's gonna our bank today. Uh about in about five minutes. But just do it because at the end of the day it's gonna start a conversation. What the what the fuck's Foxcatcher wrestling? So, well you haven't yeah. seen Foxcatcher, go and watch Foxcatcher. Because um, it, it could be See, a conversation. See,
0: I, I would be the boy that would jump to it. It's like, here, you can that rich millionaire that killed the wrestler back in the 90s. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> it's, like, um, it's a book. Well, <laughs> I. Just leave it at that.
1: Or do you say, "Look, you
0: like say, oh, no, aye that 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 film. You getting the one that's got the Hulk and the Green Lantern and <laughs> so, that, that boy, Anchorman." By the way, it's superman. Uh, it's like an Anchorman T-shirt.
1: <laughs> I challenge him with Superman. It was Jonah Hill that was Green Lantern. Sorry, that's my aye, bad. It
0: was, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Aye, aye. Sorry, I'd led you think no. that that
0: Nay corrections department here.
1: <laughs> but no, I would, I would totally, totally, don't care. Um. About what people would think of it, I understand it's a sensitive subject. But
0: if you look the at
1: these, oh man, the I like the the champion versions of those. They look amazing, and I'm sure the first time that I watched it as well, I did the same thing. i went, oh man, I could maybe get a Foxcatcher wrestling sweatshirt because there's someone there's someone like uh, that's, that's a really cool name, Foxcatcher, as well, and mm-hmm. it could be a good conversation piece. Look at the positives, too Stop focusing on the negatives. <laughs> you could get you could make somebody go and watch Foxcatcher who's never even thought about watching that film, wouldn't even come mm-hmm. on the radar because they're too busy watching Fast and the Furious or or whatever Justin Bieber nonsense is out there. And they might go, Well that's two hours and five minutes, I'm not gonna get back on <laughs> um, Or they go, Fucking Hell, that is a fucked I up I true story. Why the fuck are you wearing that sweatshirt, you sickle? <laughs> <No, laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um but no, I would I would totally have that. I, yeah, I, I don't even know if they were in stock, though, but I would totally shell out the, the 75 quid, but I don't think I would want to pay, the no doubt, the 50 quid that it'll cost me to ship it over. Oh,
0: aye. Your fees, and and if they search it, and then if the Royal Mail fucking hold on to it at the other end and send you a wee slip through the door and like 15 quid and we'll deliver it.
1: Aye, pretty much. Um, and I don't even know if they were still in stock because it's quite a while ago. Um. Mm. If we could ever get a hold of one, that would be definitely a sweatshirt that I would purchase. Like definitely,
0: there's just like one remaining wrestlers just selling all the t-shirts from the estate.
1: Oh, that would be immense! You got proper champion <laughs> one. You got proper champion one. Oh, perfect! I'm, I'm, I'm there. You've sold me, but um, not, so, not so much of the wrestling singlets though. I'll leave those. I'd like okay, to keep.
0: Around... <laughs> I'm trying to think. In my notes here, I've jumped. I feel mm-hmm. from the mum watching him and the shame and then it, i've written just the rage when he loses it back at the hotel i think this is when maybe mark starts losing his 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 fucking his bouts.
1: well that just because john's there i think really um because obviously hmm. like I'm, I'm going to be your coach and all this kind of jazz and you can obviously mark's clearly not happy with it because he I think he kind of just does he punch him or does he slap him back when he's doing leg presses? Um ah,
0: he, he slaps his hand away, film, because he's like, "You want to use your stomach to do this?" Aye, and he's like, "Who are you, fucking trying to coach me?" Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's these outbursts that fucking Mark has in his hotel room where he fucking oh, starts hitting the mirror, mm-hmm. smashing his face. And then he goes on like full in on like a cheat day and orders fucking everything. Yes. Like for steak to the Black Forest, fucking chocolate gatto. I, I just... It's just, just fucking.
1: I just like. Hmm.
0: I know it's just more like he's he's just not. Oh, I was gonna say committed suicide like career wise like fuck it just forget the training and I'm just I'm gonna binge, and then. It's only when Dave shows up, he kind of brings him back to his sense, and he just, just fucking hugs him, tells him it's going to be all right. Aye, after the and massive, massive slap
1: to... in the post, though.
0: <laughs> Aye,
1: <laughs> you need kind of you obviously a bit of tough love, but it is—it's it, clearly just a massive bout of self-harm, um, mm-hmm. because it is—he knows kind of that he he went the wrong way for a long time, and this is where it's got him. He wasn't training hard enough, probably because John was there and in his head. Um, Aye. that'll probably fuck with his head as what well and whatnot. But to be fair, losing almost a stone in 90 minutes. I don't think that's even Aye, dropping possible. 12
0: pounds in 90 minutes.
1: Aye, it's just like holy shit. But then you've you've kind of got Dave, um, being his guardian again. And he, it's almost like Mark is so, um, codependent or, or so mm-hmm. not, not even codependent, but just so reliant on Dave to just be kept on the straight and narrow. Um, and just
0: keep him on the rails.
1: Aye, aye, or he's, he's just going to be without direction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he ends up kind of getting in tow with an absolute fucking nut bar billionaire.
0: So, and it, it's that, that thing where like he's he's properly trying to lose the weight and he's on the, the exercise bike with the head yes. up, up and around the nose just trying to sweat out. <laughs> and John's like that keen to come over and talk to him. And you just see Dave constantly like, grabbing him by the shoulders, spinning him around, Aye. walking him out the room. And he keeps coming back to the fucking door. And it's inaudible, but it looks like Dave's fucking shouting at him to leave. But Aye. got just got that vacant stare, even through just the gap in the door. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get eye contact with him, but fucking Mark is in like another world, just fucking belting it, the fucking Moves on the bike and Dave's behind him, fucking punching the legs down. I like, but then trying to get
1: it looks like it kind sweat of, of it fuels him on as well a wee bit that he Aye. he sort of shows up and as opposed to kind of um sort of deflating him, it kind of it pushes him on to, to go harder, Aye. you know. And then you've you've kind of got yeah. the fact that that John Dupont has now just been told no, and it's meant no. Mm-hmm. And when is a spoiled billionaire ever going to hear the word no? Very often, Aye. you know what I mean. So that maybe that's kind of, I think that the, another big catalyst for kind of what happens at the end.
0: Aye.
1: You know, for someone to finally just sort of say no to
0: that, and of course they realise in the fucking next scene that the, the mother dies. Yeah, yeah. Like that's when my... Dave, when Dave sort of tried is trying to show up to the room and smooth the cracks. Hmm. And he just want to come over and say sorry and say, Oh no, fuck no, fucking mum's dead. He flew nah, back not, home yeah. this morning.
1: Yeah. Mm, that would be an uncomfortable and, sort of arrival. You can see how uncomfortable the arrival is when um, he makes it super awkward for them to get back to new security. Chirin. Yeah.
0: And then there's now a fucking documentary crew living in the farm as well.
1: Oh god! Oh. And
0: it's they give Dave that interview where <laughs> like he more or less they want John, they want Dave to accept John as his mentor, and that we one to one, and you could just see Dave choking on like the bullshit.
1: Just... Oh god, I know.
0: And Dave, he more like he asks it like three times. Like, wait, what was the question? And he's like, wait, what are you want me to say? And the guy's like, right, I want to do this, do that. He's a mentor to you, and he, he it's all the like fucking Mark Ruffalo is a great actor, like fucking really. Nice. Like just all these wee off off the cuff little just like sort of just a wee like wee expressions where you could tell exactly like like who the fuck does John think he is mm-hmm. like, with all this bullshit and he just he works it all out then and then but like you're here everything's paid for you you've got a house your family like, everything's like you are getting a comfortable life. Yeah, occasionally you're gonna have to swallow this bitter pill and fucking read your lines. Aye,
1: and it's it, and then it's almost like he kind of even mediates it in his head to kind of go halfway with it. Well, he's kind of a mentor. He just drops in that kind of a, Aye. you know, which is kind of I suppose his way of like. Yeah, trying to please everybody, the but yeah, the
0: spoonful of sugar to go Exactly. Down. Like yeah, that definitely. Made it, that made the bitter pill a wee bit easier
1: to <laughs> Most definitely. But then you you watch the documentary and there is a video like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's terrifying. Um, just like the way that he's portrayed in this video in real life. Um, and you know, like as much as you can dramatize it, you know that that still happened. You know, Mark, you can you can see like the real kind of uh, Dave Schultz sort of have looking so uncomfortable, but having a laugh at the same time. Aye, you know, and and the real interview footage and but like you're saying, Ruffalo is just an amazing actor, and he, he he embodies that character so well.
0: And cut to is I think, kind of this was Soul or After It, but we more or less get like the end of Mark's career, like, mm. where he's wrestling again, and to the point where the dude's got him by the legs, aye. and he's just dragging him around on his face, and you <laughs> more or less know it's fucking over, like...
1: Aye, that was the Soul Olympics, yeah, aye. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Soul Olympics, uh, where the, the, the guy from Turkey's just absolutely
0: ragdolling him. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a wee, it is fucking so crushing to watch, kind of, as well, like, because that's, like, you've... This is a... You may be an hour 45 into the film now like you're invested in these characters you mm-hmm. kind of want like I think on basic instinct alone you kind of want fuck to win and the fuck you've you've learned to know over the last hour and you kind of hope they get what they're going to achieve because you see the fucking work that's been put in and yeah but just the fucking seeing him being dra- dragged around on his face like a wheelbarrow like oh fuck sad like not not like a proper rocky like they're fighting to the bitter end and he just won he was just as you said ragdolled about the fucking ring
1: i, got, I think he got trounced like four or five to nil um mm. but i think it's i think the fact that that john's there with them hasn't helped in the slightest you know uh. um put him off at the qualifiers put him off at so. And then it's also maybe just the start realization that this is this could be his last Olympics, and he isn't going to be as good as his big brother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just it's like that wee bit of sugar. Well, there's no sugar to go with, with that bitter pill. It's just a Turkish guy railing on you, <laughs> helping, <laughs> helping that pill go down. Like so, mm-hmm. he kind of has in a way just completely, like just destroyed Mark Schultz's life, you know. All that he's worked mm-hmm. for is just for nothing. You know, he said he wanted at the start, he wanted to be number one in the world and he wanted to be Olympic champion. And uh, I don't think he really got either mm. in the film. So it just and also just highlights that that kind of like you know, money cannot buy you happiness and it can of buy you a lot of things. And just seems that like everything oh, that John, John touched just seemed to turn to shit. So
0: definitely. And it, more or less it turned into like a a montage thereafter it where Mark was starting to leave. Dave kinda like not held him the ransom, but says more or less if you want me to continue working at this farm, you'll you'll pay if I can Mark like give him a comfortable life. Yeah. And now I know my family's been taken care of. I could help you continue in what mm-hmm. you want and it's just that, like, sort of like that nod, like, because his fucking security is like, that's fucking ridiculous. Of course, No, no one's going to do that. And John just kind of goes, give the nod. All right, fair enough, we're going to do this. And mm. I can't remember what the demands they had Like in return. Aye, it was just the whole thing saying that John will be in the corner regardless if you want him there or not.
1: Ah, like this kind of
0: coach is going to be
1: there <laughs> it's like in a his nasty golden jacket <laughs> just like i a, like a, i suppose like a nasty divorce really um ah. and they're and they're kind of fighting for custody over mark as mm. such you know um yeah. that they the each person's got their demands and they're going to be met and kind everybody kind of walks away happy from that mark kind of gets his freedom and he's away ah. from like dupont but he's kind of still going to have that reminder of his paycheck every month. Um, That he's that he's kind of always going to have like a, a, a slight control over him, in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, with the money.
0: Aye. And, and then you get like those last moments, like before the snow sets in, where I think John starts trying to get that trying to build a relationship with dave with something like what he had with mark and he shows up on a sunday dressed oh, as yeah. a fucking, in like an admiral's jacket <laughs> yeah. and he's he sort of just coming over he's like john this is family time going like our our business relationship is, is non-existent on a sunday yeah like come back here on monday and i'll talk to you but like there's no personal relationship get back in your car
1: Exactly, and it's it's kind of, yet again, John DuPont now he's been told no by Dave mm. Schultz's Um that, you know, he's not going to be at his beck and call 24-7, what but, but John DuPont would be more than used to. Um, uh, it's almost like he beat his brain. You know, that he, he's...
0: Completely, like, when it cuts to that next day, or the, the next time and you see the snow, and he's watching the fucking documentary... Yeah, and it's it's just Mark, kind of reading off his speech, and saying all the things but he's a father figure. It's that next thing, and it's what he's never gotten, like none of that approval from Dave. Yeah, and the Hanker just kind of sets it in stone. He's like, I like I've I've decided this is what I'm gonna do."
1: It's almost that like, if I can't have him, no one can. Aye, mm-hmm. uh, and but it's moving on to like that final part. It's just there's no. Kind of dramatic sort of musical build up there or end up at all. It's just so sort of, mm. it's just so brutal. It just comes out of nowhere. And you know, like, I think even the security boys like shocked me.
0: Like, his reaction was amazing. Like, <laughs> he like he was in defense. He was like, no, John, no, no. Aye. And it, he, he fucking jumped hard, took cover, and, and if uh, first it was just weird because i was looking at it and i'm, I'm forgetting like i'm making cars like, like the fucking driver jumped out and then the car took <laughs> off it's like but john's in the passenger seat who's driving <laughs> but it's it just and in such shoot. a cowardly way mm. like he never came out of the car It just sort of rolled in the window shouted at him pulled out the gun and fucking shot uh, him
1: uh, but uh, and, uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: no i was just like yeah like Dave had such a cool head, like like he, he was talking, I was like, "Cause Daniel shout and was like, You got a problem with me? He like, said, No, John, we've got no problem. Nothing uh, at all And he just that's not good enough.
1: Uh, and but then also you you're kinda of saying um about like why he doesn't get out but you know would would he you it's know, such a low sport, why would he why would he get out and waste his time getting out of a car? To shoot mm. the Dave Schultz when he's John Dupont. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's now again fallen out of favour, or Dave Schultz has fallen out of favour with him, so why would John even waste the energy opening a car door and getting out and speaking to a man-to-man?
0: I know. I mean, he bought a tank and got a gun for it. I don't think he ever used it.
1: I know, but it? then... <laughs>
0: Dave outside like working
1: the car, and he could hear a tank coming up the drive, and like, oh, fuck. oh shit! But then, if, if you have a look at also, it's it, the state of Dave Schultz's car compared to um John Dupont's <laughs> car I, as well. You know, he's fixing it himself; he's having to do odd jobs on it. Um, he's mm-hmm. obviously getting by, no bother at all. But you know, it's just maybe again highlighting the fact that look, material possessions aren't everything. You know, because yeah, like the man in the in the stunning car has just shot the man with the shit car and the right. mom with the shit car is miles happier than um, what the mom with the nice car is so mm-hmm. there you go another metaphor ooh maybe I don't know
0: <laughs> but it, it's the whole thing like that once he's done the shooting and Nancy comes out and he just waves the gun in her direction as well like mm. he considers it for a moment and she fucking screams and runs in the house and that's when he just decides to fucking flee, go back into the mansion. Right, oh, it was
1: just the fact he shoots someone, he's lying on face down as well.
0: Oh, right in the back. Like, just that third shot, because he didn't, two of them, and he would just crawl into the house. And Right. Actually, I think it was maybe two shots in the back. Because I think he maybe collapsed after the first shot, but.
1: He did? Uh, I know, right. Like no, just... Yeah. I think it was that third shot that finished him off. Because, um, like, he was, had this, like, really. But agonisingly slow crawl back to the house, and you you kind of want him like, like Dave, stop moving. If you stop moving, he won't shoot you again. Exactly. He's <laughs> just pretend to be dead. Play dead. Play dead, please. Um, but he doesn't. So he <laughs> gets shot for his fucking troubles.
0: It just cuts to him um, like going through like the underpass of the house or some sort of underground tunnel. Aye. And he's just walking, and you could just, I think, like, again, what you said, that affluenza thing where he's just walking with a gun, and it does he seem troubled.
1: No, no, he doesn't. Like,
0: what he's done, but he's just led outside, and these SWAT teams fucking tackle him to the ground.
1: Well, again, he thinks he's always Scott free, but they're all kind of behind the door, mm-hmm. just waiting for him. Um, and there's just an immense sense of satisfaction that he does um, get his come up, and it's like.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And he does have to set his time in jail where he where he dies.
0: because ah, it doesn't he I think from there it just cuts back to Mark and he's sort of making his his debut in whatever like UFC style mixed martial arts tournament that he's walking into. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else after that point he's like when John gets fucking arrested.
1: I ah, he just gets sort of like, uh, slung in the back of the van and I think you sort of see um, Dave's wife kind of, you know, holding on to him, and that's Aye, that, that's the end close of the.
0: what's fo- up at Mark's face. Well, Dave's face.
1: Yeah, and then you know that's kind of like the abrupt end to the, the the vector that was Foxcatcher wrestling, and you know that you've now got Mark trying to make his own way, mm-hmm. um, even though they watched a wrestler when they were all sort of sat. And the watcher is absolutely it? destroyed by the martial artist. It's like, Christ, is he just setting himself up for more, you know, for more kind Aye. of punishment because because of what he's done to his brother, you know, as he purposely put himself through that pain, so. Aye. Mm. That's it, really,
0: isn't
1: it? Aye. That is. That
0: is such a fucking cracking film.
1: Love it. I do love it.
0: hmm
1: Most Definitely off he
0: get. but <laughs> okay let's get to the facts let's, let's start rounding this one in now the budget for this film eh uh, was 24 million dollars
1: that's absolute bargain
0: aye now the bet that fucking confused me to hell mm-hmm. out of there's something wrong with the system whoever fucking was tearing tickets for Foxcatcher back in the day Worldwide, how many millions do you think it took?
1: Um, let me think, I don't know, Uh, maybe about a hundred? Hundred mil?
0: Trevor, I've looked at Box Office Mojo and Uh IMDB's Box Office and Business page, the worldwide amount for Foxcatcher, 19 million dollars. What?
1: That's insane.
0: It made, I think, 14 million domestically and, mm-hmm. like, the fucking remaining five from the foreign market.
1: Jesus. I can't
0: understand. I, I, I'm sure that had a fucking general release. That, that's. It sounds like it had just done festivals and nothing else. Well.
1: I know. But I, 19
0: I, million, that's. It, that, that is a proper flop.
1: <laughs> like, there that didn't
0: I. make, make its. It costs twenty four million to make,
1: and like, but the thing is, well, how compute... No, not how well was it advertised as well? And what was the, you know, like the Because it was a Sony Pictures classic, so it is always going to be an indie flip. So mm-hmm. and you know, are they going to be marketing that for, like your your cineplexes and, and multi screened mass, Aye. assumption places though? So whether or not mm-hmm. they're prepared to take the dump. Cause you just, I always think it's, it's a good sign when you see Sony Pictures classics come up anyway. Because it's it's their kind blue screen. Aye, aye, that very basic kind of uh, that screams kind of indie low budget. So,
0: aye,
1: and you just kind of can that you're going to be in for a wee bit of entertainment
0: usually. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it got some recognition recognition when it came to awards. Like, it had five Oscar nods. Awesome. It uh, didn't they win any. Mm-hmm. But Steve Carell, Mark Ruffalo, Chanty i think they all got like notes for uh, best acting, best supporting. Yeah, I, I'd like to imagine the fucking maybe the best makeup.
1: Well, I'd hope like, for so. The yeah, I
0: prosthetics I was put on those boys. <laughs> I like, think that team deserved a nod, but definitely. Uh, according to IMDb, it did get twelve wins across various film festivals. Uh, Bennett Miller did get Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival. Awesome that year, uh, but Phil looks of it like it's mostly Steve Carell losing all the Best Actor awards to Eddie Redmayne for that The Theory of Everything.
1: Oh fuck! Well, it, it was fair play to Eddie Redmayne because he did do an awesome, an awesome turn in that film. Like, mm-hmm. the, so
0: it's just the, how the fucking the way the cards were played, it was just, maybe a different year, maybe Steve Carell could have, got more attention for it, but, he went against some heavy hairs,
1: he certainly did, he certainly did, so, it's just, just bad timing, for Ur Stevie, yeah,
0: um, again, internet's reaction, IMDB gave it seven, a fucking straight, seven out of ten, based on, 113,000 votes, Rotten Tomatoes, Do you think critics took kindly to it? I think they did. We'll give a percentage.
1: Okay. um, Oh, man, I usually ask Smith this question. I would go maybe 81.
0: Not bad. Uh, 88. Oh, man. That was odd. Is this how you feel? This is how Smith feels every week? I think so. Every week, aye. I (laughs) say... That that little feeling. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was close. <laughs> um, so yes, it's, it's definitely it's got the certified fresh sticker on it. Good stuff. Uh, one hundred ninety six positive reviews to twenty six negative. Now, my favourite part that the Amazon one star reviews. Oh. Uh, I've cherry picked five. Nice. <clears throat> Actually, I should say I've cherry picked three. But I will be reading out five for our patron listeners. Um, okay. 33 one star reviews out of 185 altogether. Fire away. Unwatchable by Amazon customer. <laughs> um, I suffered through 30 minutes of this film before switching it off. It was utterly boring and depressing. I mean. <laughs> I think in the fact that you've not finished the film like it doesn't justify your review. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't even make it halfway through it. I know. Um, the film starts, <laughs> the main actor showing an Olympic gold medal to a class of children and giving a speech. Then he continues through the next 30 minutes looking like someone shot as Doug.
1: <laughs> well, there's reasons. Very
0: little dialogue or action. Switched it off, never to be watched again. This film should be consigned to the garbage bin of history. Avoid. Wow. I think sometimes these boys like to get carried away with their reviews.
1: I think so. Like that's just...
0: why I think why I like to get carried away reading them. <laughs> um, our next one by by Dead Dead Shocks. And his review title is Utterly Bobbins. Oh,
1: Bobbins? I've not. Oh, man. <laughs> Not used that in fucking Aye. Aye. bear time. That like that's that's getting brought. Ah, oh, that's Bobbins. I'm so bringing that back.
0: <laughs> I have watched tons of great films, some not so great. This is horrible, unbearable. It's slow. Any slower, it will stop. Some scenes I had to check to make sure I hadn't accidentally sat on the pause button. Let me read you some quotes for the back and relate them to the film. Warning: spoilers ahead. Part of this blurb is correct. The second half is poppycock. Okay, our first quote. Mm-hmm. No, you are going say?
1: No, no, I, th- I thought you'd finish that one there, but no, no, um, first quote.
0: No, he, he, he's he got about fucking six bullet points here. <laughs> Let's see, our, our first quote. However, DuPont begins to lead Mark down a dark path. Uh, Dead shocks clarifies, it's not that dark. He takes cocaine in one scene. Right. Uh, next next quote. Whilst becoming fixated on recruiting Dave to Team Voxcatcher. Clarification. He isn't fixated at all. He asks about him three times. Uh, next quote. As tensions and paranoia run high. Clarification. Tension doesn't run high. Steve Carell slaps Channing Tatum once. And last quote. All three men are propelled towards an unforeseen event. Clarification. Well... I've not, I have no idea what that was, uh, <clears throat> what the event was, because one of them got shot at the end. Unless that was an unforeseen part. But yeah, inconvenient. Rubbish. Total waste of the actor's talent. Foxcatcher? No. i let this one get away. Uh, uh, totally to bobbins.
1: Uh, you know what? I think he's trolling. Aye. He maybe. is trolling real hard on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He... Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking that anybody's that stupid
0: the fact that he's broke down the fucking plot on the back of the cover yeah Let's just this this blurb is lying to me oh fuck
1: aye next one Stu I will not Uh, pay him any more attention
0: yes terrible just terrible by Jimmy (laughs) miscast in my own personal opinion however taking nothing away from the acting abilities of the actors in this film it just didn't work You can't give a comedy nose to a comedian, then make him dull and unfunny. The plot stumbled from deep depression to downright suicidal, as the feel-good factor was AWOL from scene one. The only way to describe the feeling it left me was to imagine opening up a suitcase, only only to discover the headless corpses of a dozen kittens. In fact, I reached for the remote and ended my gloom only after 45 minutes of suffering. I could only assume that Amazon ended up with the film on its monthly vomit of new releases purely because someone at Netflix threw it back into the bargain bin at a jumbo sale.
1: Wow! Um, Suitcase mm.
0: of headless kittens.
1: Fucking hell! Get a grip!
0: It's weird. It's so, that it's like it, oh. they're watching. We're watching like a parallel film.
1: Yeah, it's just like people from are- a
0: different universe.
1: You know, go and get fucking outraged by something decent. You know, that's something that does require outrage, like a, a, a suitcase of headless kittens. You fucking idiot.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: I think this boy should be monitored. <laughs> but, and I mean, the rest of the reviews are more like just one-liners, just using keywords like dull and boring. So. <laughs> other than that, Wobbins Aye Fucking Poppycock And headless kittens hey, Settle now
1: Fucking wash your mouth <laughs> Out with soap sunshine Rolling <laughs> that poppycock
0: Jesus I've got t- Fucking Two cats in the corridor Ears are pecking up Every time it's all about Fucking headless kittens Like <laughs> Aye, what, Whoa whoa fox the fuck's going on Aye Settle uh, Has he got Foxcatcher on again Shit <laughs> Get downstairs now Run <laughs> Go, Get to the neighbour's house Fucking yell out the, the fu- window
1: Fuck away from <laughs>
0: fucking shirts playing cat
1: catcher again help <laughs> but i want food <laughs> yeah he's come in
0: He's went uh, to old bobbin's help
1: I know. oh no he's went full bobbin's on us <laughs> i want i want you to come and and eat your food with me in in the fox catcher <laughs> range oh no <laughs> then then you start putting blonde in their hair and then they start cutting your hair and then you <laughs> then you make them take cocaine and then you slap them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just an ape. <laughs> you're just you just
1: a, you're just a cat ape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're just cats with subtitles. I thought of them as a father figure. I know. <laughs> fuck the, the golden <laughs> you know eagle. I was
1: about to say like, fuck eagle like Eagle, you what what? I thought I was calling him golden eagle. No fuck no yeah, fuck but... eagle. Fuck eagle fuck golden eagle. Fuck, <laughs> eagle, fuck <laughs> coach. Ass piece and they just just like fuck off and you stay
0: nah, nah, fucking
1: then you go in your big <laughs> tank and you start going right
0: <laughs> oh shit it must be that time of the night
1: I think so uh, so
0: ok <laughs> let's take this one out to pasture facebook twitter instagram amazon audible the whole lot could be found on filmsandswearing.com if you care they're there uh, Trevor, nice. give a wee shout out for the Mass Movie
1: Side. Yeah, well, UK. Yeah, we, we do an episode when we can. Um, check us out, massmoviesideuk.com, available at all good podcast outlets. Um, so just type in Mass Movie Side UK and we'll pop up there, probably beside Mass Movie Side as well, who are our American cousins. So yeah, I would. I would love to be uh, on of these I'm fucking shattered, mate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aye. It's like I'm so tired. But yeah, I'm um, do go to. I know. I know. I'll be. You know what? I'll be. As soon as my head hits that pebble strip, I'll be mm-hmm. do it like a light, as they say. And um, but but <laughs> don't go out like a light without listening to mass movie say GK first. There you go. Mm-hmm. Aye.
0: Uh, another podcast shout out uh, to the Kung Fu Movie Drive-In Podcast where we will just started their second season of podcasts and started with a bonus episode covering the first episode of Iron Fist the Marvel TV series they usually do basically short 30 minute episodes providing coverage of classic Kung Fu films so have a wee search of those if you're looking for a decent wee fucking podcast covering Kung Fu and they, are, they do go back anything from Shaw Brothers up to, I think the most recent film they've covered was Ip Man 3, Donnie and Mike Tyson. So I look forward to see what they do in their second season. Uh, other than that, shout out to Andros for our theme music, thanks to Stu and our listeners for tuning in and letting us fill your lugs. But now it is that time of the night for us to pull out. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week.
1: Yeah, f- f- fuck off, you co- oh, that's rubbish. Um, Yeah, go eat a big bag of dicks, you fuckholes.
0: Hey, that's a bit poppycocky, you know.
1: Oh, right, yeah, I know. Hey, away and poppy, poppy your cocks, your you bunch of listeners. I don't know.
0: You big fucking bag of bobbins. Yo,
1: oh, I said right Monday right? <laughs> You're going to get, you You have like the internet police after you for that
0: that's it I have earned my explicit tag on this podcast I think
1: oh most definitely just even in like the last 10 seconds yeah,
0: right? wait they fucking said bobbins
1: <gasps>
0: that would be st- forget about the headless kittens I know fucking or, bobbins
1: or the use of the word fucking. cunt bubble? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. oh
1: sorry that's my fucking
0: Charles Dickens just fucking ears perked up going <laughs> they're copyrighted that bobbins oh, bobbins <laughs> <laughs> There's a man with fucking jangly chains at my door. Oh. Fucking looking <laughs> for a. I don't know, what's that check they get when they do something and you see it and it's their money?
1: What, a royalties e- check?
0: Yes, aye. <laughs> fucking jangly chains man at the door going, royalties.
1: Ma- Marley and Marley. For <laughs> <They're>
0: my bobbins.
1: <laughs> so that <laughs> would. Fucking
0: be- Marley's at the door.
1: That would make you Ebenezer Stew. Yep. I, would, I was always going to say Ebenezer I mean, Stewich. But does that. stage Stooge is a bit disrespectful. But you know, <laughs> Ebenezer Stooge. And they're looking for the royalties off you. And you need to uh, change your ways, Ebenezer. And you'll be visited by three films. But <laughs> you I'd be like,
0: me? What about those cunts that did the one star reviews on Amazon? Fucking visit them. I like this film.
1: That's a great show. Like,
0: oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they fucking leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rattle your chains outside, uh, an Amazon user who used the term bobbins. So uh, that's that. That would be my guess. Wow, have we have we told the listeners to fuck off and we're still talking about we? Are this is this going to go on the podcast? No.
0: Yeah, fuck it.
1: Oh, brilliant. We <laughs> it after hours. Can i Oh, we just switched it off. No, it's not finished yet.
0: Uh, it's like when you watch Nickelodeon as a kid and they cut to seven o'clock. And you thought it's over. Five minutes later, the fucking episode comes back on. He's like, <gasps> Nickelodeon after dark.
1: Dude, I have got. I'm I'm older than you. I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you meet me. Uh, th- th- th-
0: it happened once and it blew my mind. Like when I, I, I for us nowadays, it's like when CBB finishes and it just cuts to like that screen. So they'll be back on tomorrow. But ten minutes later, it comes back on and like are you still watching. We've got more shows. And like, oh, they do this. <laughs> like, I thought it was finished. And I'm fucking, my life's a lie. Could, could I watch, is it, is it more episodes of Am I Afraid of the Dark? Oh no.
1: That's a way over my head again, Stu. I'm um, sorry. And the, the age gap's just, just horrendous.
0: I, I, put, I put in my Goosebumps book and I was like, wait a second. Am I getting more telly?
1: I, I know goosebumps. Let's, let's, not be, oh, okay. let's not be too, too cruel. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for the night, pal. Not a
1: problem, man. Always a pleasure speaking to you. So.